Blog Talk Radio. Hello to all the listeners out there, and welcome to this Sunday's edition of the Too Much Show. Today is February 16th, 2020, and here on the... Here on the Too Much Show, it's always real talk by real people. I am your host, MT, and with me is my co-host. Mr. Jones, a.k.a. Sam Jones, the Mr. Come First, because you got to respect me live from Casadella Jones. Yes. And with me is my other co-host. Who's the truth? And we back at it again with another episode live and ready for you. And whole time, we're switching it up today. We're the gang gang, and no, we're not the mob. But when I mean the gang gang, it's a favorite quote that everybody should know if you listen to common urban music. If anything, when I want to do quote, and when it all falls down, who you going to call it now? Come on, come on. When it all falls down, south side, south side, we're going to set this party off right. West side, west side, we're going to set this party off right. Shut down, shut down. Hey, if anything, braided by the quake. <laughs> Kanye West. If anything, we starting off today's quote with Shot Town's finest. And okay. if you would see, if you peeped our description, if you have it, man, make sure you listen. We will talk about a lot of Shot Town great. Now, just starting off, speaking of Shot Town, we had the NBA All Star game. Not the game, but actually the festivity. I'm not sure who wanna break it down. MT Mr. Jones, how you feeling today before we get into detail? Oh, man, I'm feeling good. And, you know, Chi-Town didn't let any of us down because we all know nigs are going nig. Not sure if you were aware of this, but one thing that's floating around on social media right now is uh, the coat check at the Moneybag Yo concert in Chicago during All-Star Weekend was robbed. Yeah, every single coat was wiped out of there. So nigs was nigging in Chicago, which we can all expect. Mm. Well, I mean, that's just janky promotion, you know. I I wouldn't even say Janky Promoters is probably based out of Chicago, but it's kind of hilarious within itself. But, yeah. How about you, Mr. Jones? Um, No, I'm good, man. I'm relaxed, chilling, you know, another day. We had a good three-point dunk contest last night. I'm chilling. Got some hornitos on deck, not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. Got those on deck. Yeah. Make sure you don't, you know, crush all that before the show is over with. You know, I don't want you to have indigestion or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> if anything, <laughs> I know so, one thing. Uh, before we get to the dunk contest, did y'all watch the skill contest though? Skill contest, it was all right. I mean, me, I, I kind of was in tune because my favorite matchup, which. Um, it was pretty decent with uh, Patrick Beverly and Siakam. Uh-huh. And surprisingly, Siakam kind of won. And then um, I'm not sure if this is a trend, but it seems like the big man is is kind of owning the skills, uh, the skill course for the last couple of years. It's like the PGs don't even do good anymore. It's like they can't even pass the ball through the hole. Well, that's because point guards don't pass them. <laughs> they don't pass them. Yeah. That's why they're not expected to. <laughs> yeah, all all they here to do is just shoot, go for thirty thirty five every night. I have two assists. That's it. 
Yeah, you got big okay. men out here having their lead the league in assists <laughs> out here. So, I mean, the game has changed. Which is true. It is really not for the good at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, they lose the four fundamentals. The mid-range is dead. There's no such thing as a center position anymore. Nope. I mean, the only thing I can say is you can't even say high scores because they used to drop buckets in the 80s. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess, you know, it's more dribbling. I don't know. Like, I can't even find nothing positive out of the game today than back then. But that's another topic. Hmm, dang, why you can't say you found anything positive? You can't say that they actually changed the style of play, like that you have to actually be – well, then again, never mind. I think I just proved my point. I was just about to say that you have to be proving yourself a skilled shooter, but then how is that possible when it's only three-pointers and driving to the lane? There's no skill shots anymore. So I just answered my own question. So <laughs> moving on <laughs> to the next. <laughs> what do y'all think about the dunk contest? I'm going to let one of you gentlemen take this away. I'm not sure how you want to start it off. Well, let I mean, me start it but, off because, you know, we debated yeah, about it off the air yesterday. I went ahead and said, you know what I mean, the final round itself was probably the best dunk off I've seen in about 30 years. But I kind of thought about it, and I kind of changed my mind because at the end of the day, the wrong person won. But that's been happening in the past two years. That happened at least five times out of the past two years that the wrong person won. I remember one year Dwight Howard won over Nate Robinson. I thought it was crazy. Another year, the one that Blake Griffith, you know what I mean, jumped over a top-down kid. And you got JaVale McGee throwing it off two backboards and dunking two baskets. (laughs) I don't know, man. I would have probably gave JaVale McGee that year. And then don't forget, just as recently as, what, five years ago, you had Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon who went to going a at it. Yeah, and Aaron Gordon was robbed then, too. So that's why yeah. I'm sitting up here talking about, oh, this was the best one in 30 years. I'm like, did you not forget about the Zach Levine and the Aaron Gordon one? Because they was going at it. I definitely <laughs> forgot that. And when he ended up repeating and yeah. defending his uh, – when he ended up defending it. Was, it, it was great. Went, it was, oh, it was great. great now. Was, you said last this 10 – no, 30 this years, was, quote, unquote. Listen, hold on, listen, sir. This was exactly. <laughs> Quote that shit. Quote that shit, baby. Hold on, sir. You said for the last, this is the best dunk contest in the last 30 years. Now, I know that was an over-exaggeration. I tried to bring it down to you. I said the last maybe no, 10 years, the maybe the one that popped. I said the finals. Oh, I said the finals. For the last 30 yes. years. The, la- yes. the best finals this in the last 30 years. Do you know yes. what the last 30 years mean? So that's the whole yes, the whole 1990s yes. and 1990s. Yes, and I'm gonna explain why each one. Go ahead and pick one, and I'll explain why. I just said it. Zach Levine, <laughs> Zach, <laughs> Zach Levine, and Aaron Gordon. Zach Levine is Aaron Gordon. That's basically the one right there. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That's pretty much tops this no, one. And if that- you think about the versatility, and then ask also to ask, ask like uh. The, the skill set and then the, the flexibility that these guys had to move, maneuver versus these short guys that could probably kind of do these reversal dunks and twist their body in the air, they gave it to us. And that was something that we was missing for the last maybe couple of years. 
since that Blake Griffin dunking over the car, which wasn't even really that magnificent, but that category was still decent. As I recall, didn't Zach Levine in the final round just glad from free throw line twice? No, that is not what happened. But go ahead. No, no, tell me the dunk that they did. I mean, if it's so memorable, tell me the dunk they did. Okay. Well, one of the ones that Aaron Gordon did was when he jumped over shit. the Orlando Magic ma- uh, mascot and did a uh, under the legs. Remember when he put both of his legs together and put the ball wow, under there he was and then threw it behind us? Yeah. Wow, he was twirling on the uh, on the uh, what is those little things that all the kids is uh, rolling on these days that you can't have in the mall. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. think about it. The, 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 the electric skateboard. Yeah, electric skateboard. I'm, I'm telling you, I got called a fucking hoverboard. It's an electric skateboard. That's what they call them hoverboards, though. It doesn't happen. But go ahead. All right, well, we just told Continue. you. Continue. Yeah, okay. That was one of so, the I, and you know what? You know, one. you know what he wants? I think he wants us to give us points until we drown ourselves. I think he already mm-hmm. knows that he pretty much was wrong. Was wrong. Yeah. No, I'll tell you why I like this final better. It's two reasons. One is the ju- judges itself. We have judges. That's one reason why. I guess apparently the fans voted for the Zach Levine Aaron Gordon one, and that's why Zach Levine won, which is that bullshit. And then the second reason why is Dog, that dude, Derek Jones, did a dunk we never seen before yesterday. Well, a variation of it. When homie threw it off the backboard, he jumped over his head, threw it between the legs. That's something we never seen before in the NBA dunk contest. That was sick. I'll I give you that. I Keep mean, exactly. Yeah. Is there, any, is there anything else? I mean, like, okay. lead them. They had to go in the overtime because they had back-to-back 50s. That's never happened before in the finals of a dunk contest. Somebody usually misses a dunk the first time, or somebody usually does something that swims. They had back-to-back 50s. They had to go to a dunk hole. They almost had to make up rules for that shit to finish. That's how consistent they were in their dunk. It's one of the best finals, dog, in a long time. No, Because I'm two people actually I'm did great. <laughs> No, I'm going to tell you why. Yes, it was great, but it wasn't the best. And the reason why I'm going to tell you is because you kept hearing the announcers was like, all right, let's go home. We're going to be here all night. So I felt like they screwed Aaron Gordon just so they can end the dunk contest. So, you know, they don't go over there. TV yeah, they time. can have Tiffany Haddish just, you know, fart all on TV. Yep, I understand. Trust me, because it seemed like they kind of rushed it off. I, I I literally turned on the TV. They was having some type of roast session or something. And I was like, oh, and I just smelled the gas coming through the TV, and I turned it off. And I was like, dang, you in the dunk contest for this, but it's okay. Honestly, yeah, I thought Eric Gordon should have just won off that dunk. I thought it was at least a 49 or 50. And then, like well, I was telling you was. off the edge, like, this dude did the, you know what I mean, windmill from damn near inside the daddy, and they gave him a 50 for that? Like, I was watching James exactly. White do that. 
10, 15 years that, ago. Exactly. That was so but trash. you're calling this the best, though. Yeah, but you're calling this the and, best, though. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I did that. Well, I don't know if he man, did it in the NBA, but I've seen Zach Levine do it before. He did a 360 from free throw before. I don't know if he did it I in the dunk contest or. I'm not even going to lie. Somebody actually did that in the, uh, what was that, the USA versus uh, the world. Um, uh, what is that? Like the rookie sophomore team that they usually have, but they had a USA versus the world. Somebody actually did a lob off the backboard and caught it maybe about his distance where he was at and launched his arm back and did a dunk that was pretty much better than that. So, to be honest, it was kind of mediocre to me. It definitely was. And but... also, Gordon did the same dunk that he did. And while I would give his dunk the better credibility because he's the bigger player, he's also the one that probably isn't the one that should be gliding through the air like he's a smaller player. So that just shows his, I guess, his flexibility and his athletics that he can do the same thing. And then they kind of cheese the morning because, like, ah, we've seen it with him. He dunked over the head between the legs and dunked. Oh, we we already seen it. Nah, he did it, but he did it at his weight and height, what makes it different. And he cleared it. I think that's what probably pretty much screwed him. That dude jumped over a seven-size dude. Like over his head. That's like no room. That should have been the crutches. I can't believe that. Like, Nate Robinson barely cleared Dwight Howard when he did that jump that year. And he had to push his head down basically to do that. But then again, Nate Robinson's 5'9, but still. That dude jumped over somebody that's 7'5, though. That's crazy. Yep. Would he get for that again? Like a 40, like what, a 47 or something like that? 47 or 48. That's garbage. That's garbage. I ain't going to lie to you. Y'all may convince me. Now I think about it, you may convince me. Just because the wrong man won. They should have gave that to Aaron Gordon. And you know the sad part about it? He's probably never going to do it again. <laughs> I mean, nah, I, I give him one more. He has to do one more. If he doesn't do one more, I'd be disappointed. I mean, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't blame him, but I still be disappointed because I would like to see him do another one. Because no, you know, you know, it's disappointing and then, that LeBron. And then that's I want him to beast out. If he beasts <laughs> out and earn it, that'd be good. But if they give it to him, then I'd be like, ah. I don't want to see. If they're going to just give it to him, no. But if he's willing to compete and get that spot, I'm willing. I'm willing to see that. Because that's the only thing that we've been missing. Uh-huh. We've been missing people that's really want, that, that really wants to compete. Like, you can see the guy had bruises under his arm by practicing dunks. And I don't even think that he did one of those dunks in the dunk contest. He was practicing hanging dunks. So that means that he was really competing to win. Like, this was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and show out. Like, I want that from every player from the dunk contest or just any player in the All-Star uh, All-Star game, uh, tournaments, uh, anything else. So, like, that shows 
the competition and the player, and that makes them a star. That makes them a household name. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him do it again. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't because it feel like he may just get it off the strength that he got robbed twice. Yeah, we all want to see him do it again, but Willie, that's the question. I mean, as long as you play for a rad, though, you might as well do it. It ain't like you want to play off or anything. But <laughs> why not? Well, as you pay for Orlando, but sure. I mean, at the end of the day, the wrong person won though. Great dunk contest, mm-hmm. but the three point though, that went down to the very last shot. You can't cheat that. <laughs> that was a yeah. That was a good three point contest. Devin Booker almost was two time champion. Shoot, That's explain it. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. I kind of missed the three point contest. I, I watched a couple of highlights, but it's. You know, give a little insight on it. Um, who was the, maybe the top competitors or who, who really put in work? Well, I mean, well, the top competitors, of course, the top three favorites was uh, Buddy Hill. I mean, I predicted that yesterday before three quarters went well. Uh, Devin Booker and Trey Young. That would have been the three favorites out of the list. Yeah, but Trey Young did horrible. He got eliminated in the first round. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That's terrible. I'm not even gonna lie. I, I, if anything, I guess he was probably pretty much tired from the other game that he played. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because you know Trey Young. That's one of my little rising stars right there. I kind of see him taking off soon. Mm-hmm. So let's get straight into it, man. Uh, NBA All Star Game. Who got the final roster? I want to say they switched up the rosters if I'm not mistaken, because when we did this previously, they switched it around. Because I want to say some of the players that was uh, that were supposed to be on the starting lineup, they played in the USA and world team, and they wasn't on the all-star lineup. Well, I mean, some people do the injury, you know, back up last minute, too, so... That also did a little bit of the changes. Well, I mean, anybody got the final roster? Because I only remember the the past with both. <laughs> yeah, final rosters, absolutely. Yeah, all right, well, we get that on the way. I'm about to say, you know, we also have Team LeBron, Team Guyanis. Did I, did I pronounce, pronounce that correct this time? Guyanis? Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, okay. There we go. <laughs> See, we, we in there. We in there. <laughs> go ahead, MC. All right. So for Team LeBron, what you have is you have Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James, of course. In reserve, you got Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Dame Dollar. But he's injured, so he won't be playing. Uh, Jokic, Ben Simmons, DeMontis Sabonis, Jason Tatum, and Russell Westbrook. Now, for Team Giannis, or Giannis, you got Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, Trey Young. You got Bam Adebayo, who also won the skills competition yesterday. Brandon Ingram, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Middleton. 
So Whoa. those are the teams. One team is stacked offensively. The other one is stacked defensively. Who y'all got? I see you playing. I see you playing. I got LeBron and them dominating in the half. I got okay, so you got to think about you got to think about how they split up the the the, the game this year. Remember, yeah, it's, uh, and then, each, I got, then I each got quarter is winning. Yeah, yeah, but this how I got it though. I got them dominating the first quarter and a half, and then I got Team Giannis coming back at the end because it just seems like they got all the height, all the rebounds. And they can slow down the tempo when needed to when it gets very competitive. But in the beginning when they playing around and everything, Team LeBron going to dominate. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot of dunks on the backboard. You're going to see alleys. You're going to see dribbles and crossovers and long three-point shots. And then when it gets later in the game when it matters, Team Giannis is going to take the show. The East? You said what? Do you think the West has more chemistry than the East? Because, I mean, you make it seem like it's easy. I mean, you, you got to think about who the East has. It's not like they're playing against rookies. I mean, they also have strapped down defenders. I don't huh. think there's going to be an all-out, hey, we're coming down the lane. It's Lob City. This is the Hobby Road trying to – it seems like it. The beginning, you still yeah, have the to figure out who yeah. you have on that starting five too as well. And their bench – I believe their bench is better than the West. It's, that's just my opinion. Well, Team Giannis bitch is better than the West, and I'm not saying they're going to dominate the whole game. I'm saying the first it's portion, the yeah, West. when they play. It's not. Yeah, Giannis, no, Team Giannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah I, I keep on saying that. I, I say the West because yeah. it seems so West what? favored. It seems so West favored <laughs> for that starting five. It kind of throws me off. I mean, that's that's the only reason. I mean, okay. I, I think, it, you know, LeBron – Kyrie, you know, Kawhi, eighty, like it streams west, you know. Well, Kyrie so. is an East Coast guy. Not Kyrie, no, no, no. I mean, uh, Kawhi. I didn't say Kyrie. He did say uh, Kyrie, but I'll let you slide. All right, no work. You know, tongue, tongue tied. All right. I'm gonna say, but Kyrie's not on Team LeBron, is he? Kyrie ain't even in the game. <laughs> I do so. I was saying, why would I say Kyrie? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I thought I was tripping. But it, you know, maybe I am stumble. But I mean, it, it still throws me off because I'm still used to that East versus West. I mean, they really needed to bring that back. But I see how they try to mix it up to give a chance because the West usually dominates the East. But I think the East now has something to prove. I would like to see that go back to that tradition next year. Now, also talking about this, before we even get to our final uh, choice, um, I also heard that they're giving the MVP or they're changing the name of the MVP award for the All-Star Game, uh, I believe the Kobe Bryant Award. Um, I need to fact check that because I don't want to, you know, miss. Kobe, too. Why you looked that up? Speaking of Kobe, yesterday, um, they actually announced Kobe as a Hall of Fame finalist for the Basketball Hall of Fame show. Shout out to making the right decision on that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to you don't have to look it up. It, it's all factual. Adam Silver did a big unveiling and everything. It's the Kobe Bryant MVP yep. award. Yeah. Okay. Now, nah, cuz I want to say I I 
posted it on our page. And I just wanted to, you know, make sure that I said it right. I didn't know they had some type of weird pronunciation for it or, you know, how they slide in the word or say it backwards. So MVP Kobe Bryant Award or Kobe Bryant MVP Greatest Award or something like that. I just wanted to make sure that it was right, you know, before I get the backlash. Been a lot of that lately. So speaking on that, I mean, we we all seen people with making bad gestures or voicing their opinion and making bad choices on it, if I would say, or on what they should have said. And I think we all know who we're talking about. And if the world you don't know, I would like to enlighten you. There's Charles Barkley in this interview. Wasn't the best choice of selection. And I'm sure that all of TMS, we can agree on that. If not, go ahead and speak your piece so that way we can go ahead and move on. Well, what did Charles Barkley say? Um, well, in this interview, he had, they asked, I believe, uh, it's pretty much the same question maybe Gail had asked, but in a lighter manner of his uh, past. I'm not even going to bring it up because it's not even worth bringing it up, but Charles Barkley gave his truth like he always do. Without even thinking, I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like I'm Charles Barkley sometimes because I do the same thing. But he pretty much said, "We don't label Kobe as a hero, or we're not setting him as a hero on this pedestal. We're we're late. We're putting him at where his player ability is, and we're we're highlighting that pretty much. Uh, it's not word for word, but it's pretty much a description of what he said." And also that that past still carries into his legacy. And I think what he meant by that, now, before I even go to what I think, he said it, but everybody thinks something. So everybody has their opinion on it. But my point of what I meant by what he thought of it was that it happened. So everybody's going to talk about it. But is it true? No. Is it something to mention? Nah, not really. But it's there. But we're not worried about that. We're not trying to do something out the normal. We're just trying to celebrate this man for what it is. That was my my opinion of it. And let's keep it real. I mean, although it was a lie at the end of the day, it is still part of the story. It's, it's still part of the story and part of the life, unfortunately. Just like O.J. Simpson, all-time great running back. When he left the game, he had the most rushing yards in the game for like 40 years, 276 yards in one game. But at the end of the day, 1995 still happened. We can never forget that. I mean, what happened out here in Vegas still happened, and that's going to be part of his story on the documentary, unfortunately. Don't they still got the Broncos uh, (laughs) somewhere? um... If I'm not mistaken, they still have that Bronco in a museum somewhere, or somebody's holding it and actually letting people view it. I want to say I actually heard that, and it's still probably in the West Coast somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if it was not like in LA or something like yeah. that. But I mean, yeah, I think it's some. Huh? Yeah, I think it's somebody owns it. So somebody owns it, and then, uh. Yeah, I think they're, like, allowing people to, like, come and view it and everything. And obviously they've got offers for it, but 
they haven't received an offer yet that really makes them want to sell it. That's crazy. You know what? I want to ask you a, a, a better question so that we can leave this on on a good note. Do you think in media – let me see how I want to structure this question. Do you think in media that it's okay to always bring up somebody's past when that past has been, I would say, I guess already – Already came to a conclusion and that's already that it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Should, should 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 media bring up things that already been laid to rest, or is this just what media is now? Because if it is what think, media is, I really go ahead, empty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go yeah, cut oh, it off there. I was just gonna. I mean, I was just gonna say this. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna say this. Obviously, with the way the things are today. When you look at Bill Cosby, when you now look at Kobe Bryant, when you look at this whole Me Too movement and everything, clearly things don't have a statue of limitations on them. Uh, As far as when somebody wants to bring something up. But my thing is, if you went to trial, if you fought it, if you can beat it, it's time to lay it to rest. Like it just is. And it's time to lay it to rest because what is your purpose of bringing that up for? There's only one purpose why ABC told Gail King to bring that up. It's for the clickbait, and she fell for the bait. She did, unfortunately. She fell for the bait. And to me personally, I think what has everybody so frustrated is it just seems like when it's things that are circling around in the media, it's always what a black man has done. And it's kind of like a, I don't know, not a Creole, but it's, I don't know, it's just weird to me. It just seems like black man does something one time, whether he's guilty or not, he's guilty for the rest of his life. He he's trash. He's, never forget. he's that. Yep, never forget. White man does something, mm-hmm. it takes multiple, multiple, multiple people to come out. And even still, oh no, no, they get tiger blood, they get shit like that, they get different franchises, they they get new endeavors, and 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 run with it. It it helps them. Nothing tarnishes their career. Yeah, Matt Lauer, even though he had to take a break from that, he'll be back on something. And my only question is. Where's the Harvey Weinstein documentary? Where's the documentary, I forgot the guy's name, who was sentenced to 19 years, who used to be on Oprah Super Bowl, Super Soul Sunday, the guy, the spiritual advisor. He got sentenced to 19 years in prison. He was actually found guilty. But yet, we don't have a documentary about him. We don't have a surviving, you know, this guy or anything. We don't have that. So, quote unquote, through the grapevine, um, through an interviewer, I believe, from a source that I was reading, um, they said that they actually asked Oprah if she's doing all these interviews, where's the Harvey uh, Harvey Weinstein interview? And her reply was that her cam reached out and he never reached back. Yeah, but my that thing was is it. this, though. All right. She reached out. He never reached – no, this is what he said. So, actually, I, something else that I read. 
he said that he wasn't going to sit down in an interview, meaning he wasn't going to sit across from Oprah and allow her to ask exactly. Her question. That's what it was. That's what it was. Which he wasn't going to. Because guess what? Michael Jackson couldn't defend himself to Oprah. Rally up about four or five of those women that said something about Harvey Weinstein, who's still going through litigation or whatever may have you, round them up, tell them, you know, you're going to protect them and whatever else, and have them up there telling their horrific stories. That's the documentary I'd like to see. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, because of the era that we live in, people, just to go back and ask you a question overall, people don't have any respect for anyone anymore. If people can do something to get clickbait, to get likes on social media, to get people to come to their page and views and whatever else, they're going to do it. It's just that simple. So, yeah, so it's not going to happen. It's because at the end of the day, people's minds are programmed off negativity. Negativity does bring in ratings, unfortunately. That's the negative nature of the world. You know, the guilty until proven innocent is a real thing, and you're seeing it right now. But the crazy thing is how bold people are now to speak ill of the dead like that. It's like timing is everything. Timing is everything. If you, you know, may have, like, tried to bring it up 20, 30 years later, maybe you get a pass. People, you still be outraged, but maybe you get a pass because it's like 30 years ago. But, 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 my thing is, but my thing is this, Mr. Jones. Sorry to cut you off. This happened in 2003, 2004. That's number one. Number two, yeah. Kobe has been retired for the last four years. So you're telling me, and but, remember two years ago when he won that Oscar and social media and everything started flaring up again. You mean to tell me nobody was trying to get Kobe for an interview? They could have interviewed him and asked him about it. I agree. That's what I'm saying, and I agree. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, the man hasn't even had a burial yet, man. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, he did. He had his burial. They well, buried him on February seventh. Yeah. My bad. Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it was he a ain't even one. Yeah, the Staples Center didn't even ha- happen yet. That's what I mean. Yeah. That didn't happen yet. The world didn't put him to rest yet, and you have all of this going like the audacity of people. It's crazy. It's crazy. But let's go to a more positive note. I mean, if anything, yeah, before we go to a more positive note, we still need to uh, come out with our pickups for the All-Star game. What do you got? Uh, we got three quarters. Where do you see it at? And then who do you see pulling off in the fourth quarter to top off the point? Well, Mr. Jones already made this pick. He said Team Giannis. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just because of politics and, you know, LeBron got to do his fake tribute to Kobe, and he loves Kobe and whatever else, we'll have, uh, what's the name? We're going to have, um, I think Team LeBron is going to edge it out. Okay. Uh, to be honest, um, um, it's 
it's TBA to me, to be announced. I'm willing to watch the game. It's so twisted this year. I can't really give you a prediction because I don't really know the outcome or how this game series is going to play. I'm not sure if they're going to play to heart, which I'm sure they should because this All-Star uh, weekend has been pretty much turned up since I've seen it in a long time. And I think everybody should tune in. And with that just being said, We'll get into it, and once we come back next week, we'll review it. Now, going into another uh, situation, and also um, Chicago uh, elite, Dwayne Wade, um, topic of discussion. Not sure how I want to bring this in if nobody's ever uh, really touched down on this. His son, former, well, I'm not sure how I want to put this out, but there's former son um, by the name of Zaya now had a lot of controversy because of the way that she was on portrayed on media. And this is before the whole change and before everything came out to play. This is before if you're not sure or if you're not in tune or if you did watch it before the Ellen DeGeneres show that came out Tuesday when he openly came out and explained it, him, uh, Gabrielle Union as well. Um, just a quote from there. I'm just going to start from there. Just a quote from the show. They just wanted to say, we are proud parents of the LGBTQ plus community, and we're proud ally as well. And we take our roles and responsibility as a parent, quote, way told Ellen Zion, boy as, born as a boy, came home and said, hey, so I want to talk to you guys. I think going forward, I'm ready to live my truth. I want to be referenced as a she and her. And I would love for you guys to call me Zaya. And response, Wade said it's the parents' job to get the information so their child can be their best self. Now, this sparked a lot of controversy in the media because everybody already seen this trend with the painted nails and a certain um, fashion. People were asking questions. So I believe Zaya, as herself, came out and wanted to make this public to get the backlash off her parents, which are pretty much the mogul figures that everybody looked to. You know, Gabrielle Union is a big actor. D-Wade is a superstar. So that's pretty much who's going to get the clout. Now, I think the split is where the controversy comes in. Is it a right or is it a wrong decision? And this is where this debate gets. Um, I'm not sure, MT, Mr. Jones, where you want to start with this. I'll take this one. Uh, I'll take this one okay. first. So first off, I mean, first of all, these children today, they're smart. There's a such thing, uh, these, these new millennials, this new group, they're smart. They're smarter than we were at our age, and we were definitely smart. So I knew I liked women when I was four or five years old. So all of this, he needs to wait. <clears throat> he needs to wait. He needs to do this. Uh, Dwayne Wade needs to step in and do this and do that for what? His son is 12 years old. Kids talk nowadays in school. There's a lot that's going on. 
what would be the point of Dwayne Wade hating his child or trying to shield him from the world and trying to hide this? And what kills me is you got the fake woke people out there. Oh, they're trying to push this agenda. They're trying to put this as, uh, push this agenda as a feminine black man and black man can't be a man and all of that. I mean, my, my question is for those individuals, what do you define as a man? Because are you telling me that you can't be gay and take care of your household? Are you telling me that you can't be gay and work yourself up in a Fortune 500 company or become a successful business owner? Are you telling me that you can't do community work because you're gay? Are you telling me that you can't raise a child because you're gay? All of those things can be done by straight or gay. No, seriously, all of those things can be done by someone who's straight or gay. So at the end of the day, what doesn't matter? And I'm sorry, if your child watches Dwayne Wade or if you watch Dwayne Wade and you feel, I mean, Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zendaya or Zaya, if you watch that and you get a tingly feeling or, you know, whatever may have you, you might just be gay yourself. Because it does, I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm just happy that Dwayne Wade is supporting his son especially how homophobia is in the African-American community. I agree with that. Mr. Jones? Totally agree with that. Well said. We can move on. Uh, <laughs> nah, um, I think it's a, I, I think it's a lot of confusion there. And what I wanted to bring to light is that you got to think about this. These people are in the media every day, right? So with them coming out with this, yeah, it's big to us because we're looking at them. If this was happening in our home, it'll be totally different. It all depends on your environment. Now, um, to me, honestly, I think Master P had came out with a quote, and it was unrelatable to anything, but the only thing that it related to was that he talked about his son at a 12-year-old period and said that he was a father, he was in his life, and he knew not to be his friend and be a parent, and he molded him the way that he needed to be, just to sum up the story. Why was it relevant? Mm, I think to the situation, because in your household right now, and I'm sure people are like, oh, oh, my God, what are these guys talking about? I would never. Oh, my son come out as gay? Yeah, because that's your environment. Because you know why? Everybody around you would judge you. And you won't be accepted. And maybe you won't be able to make money. Their situation is different. They can, pop, they can be accepted. They can still move on and live life, regardless of what you think or not. And then also... Speaking of acceptance, I think gay is the new thing. I'm not to make it sound like this hasn't been around, but I mean, if we're talking about uh, movement, this is a movement that's been going on for a while, and it's more acceptable than the black community at this point, or is running neck and neck. Just coming from me. It's basically, 
Yeah, I mean, it's basically it's a way for you don't have to hide who you are anymore, essentially. You know, before, when you got a job, you used to have to act a certain way during the interview, you know, keep things to yourself, wait till your 90-day probationary period was up. Then you would be able to give people a little inkling. Now, you could be comfortable in your own skin and still get a good job, plain and simple. But my question is, too, just for the parents out there who may be upset about this, what would you do? I've seen some stupid-ass things online. I've seen people say they're going to beat their child. You can't beat the gay out of them. If they're gay, they're gay. You're going to disown them, great. So they feel rejected from you, go out in the world, get linked up with the wrong people, and then die. And you can live with yourself after that. You can live knowing that you had a chance to affect your child's life and help them become the best person they can be, but you shun them just like a lot of the world did because of who they chose to be and so they got killed. I mean, if that's your mindset, you just shouldn't have any children, period. Preach. But there there are a lot of selfish people like that. They don't... Of course it is. It is. They don't... They don't think they only think of themselves and what people think of their self. So that pretty much projects their every emotion of what they need to do and what they what they think is right because everybody else thinks it's right. That's why I said that depending on your environment, that's like we in a we in a common I wouldn't say the hood. Just we're just in common minority population. This can be anywhere, you know, just low low middle class. If I have either my girl or boy that's playing the opposite gender, everybody's going to look at me and say, "Young, what is this guy doing? What is this guy teaching his kids? Oh, this guy must be gay too. You know, it's so easy to say what somebody is or how they feel because everybody's insecure about themselves because how everybody else is going to perceive them. So I think to answer your question, I would do what's best for my household and my child and leave that to me and not really worry about anybody else's care. I'm going to do what's best. I'm going to try to do what's best. I'm not going to say I'm I'm fully with it, and I'm not going to say that I'm against it, but I'm going to do what's best. I'm going to do what's best in my abilities. To, to help and fix this situation the best it can be. And I say it's a fix, but it's just, just to paint, your, to paint the picture clear so that way you can live a productive life. And like I said, at the end of the day, there's nothing. And at the end of the day, there's nothing that you can do. Exactly. No, I'm not you know, there's always that. something that you can do. No, it's always something you can do because either you're going to be supportive <clears throat> or you're going to be about, confused. I'm, I'm about, oh, what you mean? Oh, I'm talking about with them being. I'm talking about just with them and the sexuality that they want to be. <clears throat> then, yeah, they might. Yeah, yeah. It's never. You can't do nothing about that. Either you're going to support it, or they're going, or you're going to rebel. That's all. Just like growing up in a shelter household, they eventually go to college and wild out. Same thing. That's it. Man, but that's the, that's just a scenario. That's just a common statistic. I think people live on that just too much. 
You never know. Everybody has different lives, and everybody don't know everybody. You talking about as far as like changing, you know, changing the way someone thinks or changing who they want to love. As a parent, it's nothing you can do about that. Once they mind, once someone's mind is locked on that, nothing. You can I do. guarantee you, I know a thousand people right now that'll tell you otherwise. I, I guarantee it'd be more than that, probably. It yeah, will. I just more said that. that off random, but. Just, I mean, just, just coming from me, I think people should just chill and worry about their self sometimes. I don't think that they exactly. should just go ahead up, up and go in arms. I mean, because this situation is almost the same way when anybody experienced racism, and you're like, oh my god, you're still living in this lifestyle. That's this. <laughs> that's that's what this is now. So to all our, uh, you know, pops and, and grandparents, you know, that, uh, that doesn't understand this whole LGBTQ community thing, that's what this is now. Like, that's how they feel. That's the form of racism. Like, how you, you felt when you went into a store and you felt like you, you got classified by the, the color of your skin. And you were setting a, a category, and this would be good or bad. This is what this is now. That's how I guess these kids feel, and then I guess that's how the comic parent is now. We're we're pretty much, you know, those guys. We're, we're pretty much the racist now. Wow. <clears throat> Hi, wow. is we keeping a shot time? Oh yeah, of course. We're keeping it shot down. Oh, and, and, and perfect segue into that. I'm, and I hate to say it, but I, to be realistic and just to keep it on par, I mean, you got to get this too, uh, you guys. I mean, this this is this is your man. Um, go ahead, MT. What's his name? What you was about to say? Juicy Smollett. That's it. Ju- Juicy, Juicy Smollett. Smollett. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but no, this is they this got, is your guy, and he's coming out. Not literally, but no, he's he's back out, and now it's uh, what what is going on? He's indicted, right, for something that he clearly didn't do. It, it's yeah. crazy to me. I, so last summer, everybody know the dumb shit he said about going to subway and people would make America great again had to. Yada yada, lying about that. He finally got indicted for it. it was a special, a special prosecutor out there in Chicago finally indicted him for that whole situation. So we can finally put that to rest. Finally put that to rest. Mm-hmm. But now, how y'all know about it though? Is it really gonna be put to rest though? Because like, what's <laughs> actually happening? All I know is that he got indicted. He got indicted. And what was that for? What was the indictment for? Well, it was for um, uh, lying about a hate crime and everything. I thought he, I thought he won that. So did they call it back? No. Did they find new inclusive evidence, or did he lie? Yeah. No, 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 okay. no. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> he um, 
that was thrown out <clears throat> the last time for not enough sufficient evidence. <clears throat> but this time, the twins who he supposedly hired to do this are willing mm-hmm. to fully cooperate. <clears throat> so yeah. Yeah. with that being said, yeah, so they're willing to fully cooperate, and now they done brought up six new charges on Jesse. And so they're hoping to get him this time. Mm, I guess I guess the twins might have <clears throat> ran off. I guess since they didn't bring another sequel, well, another season, what was that, uh, to the show? I guess they didn't, they didn't okay. get off slot. I guess they needed some money. Yeah. I guess that's a smart move. And then the city of probably... Chicago, they tried to sue him also for $130,000 of overtime they had to spend on this case. Yeah. I think they just trying to sue him because they made the Chicago PD look like more assholes than what they already look like. Pretty much. Yep. Yep. Because when that case was happening, they were already high in, in, in murder cases. And then this came out. And I believe once they took his side, and then I guess how I think the 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 video got leaked or something got leaked to where it was fake or it was a text call or something like that. And once they got it, they were like, "Okay, you can find this, but you can't solve your murderers." So I think that's why they're pretty much sticking to this case. It's just making them look bad, and then him beating it—it's a double whammy. Oh, of course. So they definitely got to get him now. So what are your thoughts? Is he going to get any time or anything? Or are you just going to pay some bread? No, this is actually going to trial, gentlemen. Like, this is going to trial. Oh, yeah, it's it's going all the way back. They're they're taking it back. When you get indicted, it's it's pretty much like your case is getting reopened. I just wanted it to get the facts so that way the people know. Your case is getting reopened. It's a whole reevaluation. And then basically they're bringing you back because they have found substantial evidence to take you down. They got the Chelsea rope. Who still writes checks about this? It's stupid. But yeah, he got the active game, the check that he wrote for the whole situation. Now, this is, this is a great segue, and I'm going to end this with this, right? Now, we all know that with this scandal, this ended empire, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of empire, empire, do you think if this wouldn't have happened, would this still be on TV? Especially... No. No, when because it, it, it was, was already, in the height of like, going back to back with power. Nah, because Sippy's already working on a new show that's going to take over for Empire. On Look, sir, you're not working. So, it. You, see, I thought you was going to say what I needed you to say, <laughs> but it's okay. But we'll get into that. How about you, Mister Jones? To be honest, I think it was still no. already been on. I don't think so. I think they were running out of ideas, and the like ratings are so low right now compared to when they started. You know. Nah, so back then when it 
first happened, it spiked up and went 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 back up. And even before everything popped off, it wasn't at a low point. I think it just turned over from a low point. No, they dropped. The only thing that made it sour was because they were going to drop him once they found that he faked it. And then it was like, okay, if you drop him, then you're pretty much going to botch the whole rest of the, the, you know, the series. Yeah, they was they was already planning on before this happened. They was already planning on ending it after season seven anyway. I think it's seven. What season they on now? It was already planning on ending know. him there. They just did roll off early. It. Yeah, they just killed him off early. That's all. I don't think they was going to continue it anyway. Honestly, I think it was already decided they was going to end it after that season. Well. Speaking of, MCU already said it, man. Go ahead and segue into it, man. Why was they going to cut the season off? Well, 50 Cent had a new show that was coming out on Fox. Uh, apparently, T.I. signed to this show. And let me just get the name for y'all. 50 Cent new show on Fox. And salute to 50, man. He is, woo, he is on his way. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I know we have, but 50 have a lot of endeavors. I mean, you got to think about this, man. Like, beyond the trolling, if you're a businessman, then you know 50 has um, a lot of his his uh, contracts with Netflix, boxing, um, even from That's the beginning. If, if, even just yeah. starting off in the beginning, we all knew his big endeavor with the Viking War. Mm-hmm. Once that once that took off, every platform took off, and he just wanted change from here, here, and here. And came with movies, Get Rich or Die Trying. Came with video games, which Get Rich or Die Trying was one of the best video games that came out. As I guess a celebrity or anything, but it was a dope game. Everybody can agree with that. Pretty much in every top ten, even going up to that, this is other uh, picking up artists. Even though he kind of, you know, did his due, but they still was dope. I mean, you had Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, Ayo. Without yeah. the music, oh, called, he uh, still has everything else. Like, yeah, it's and, called Notorious Cop. It's about the hip hop police. About how oh, they. And, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called, Notorious Cop. And I'm glad you made the name. I wanted to troll a little bit because, no, I'm not even going to troll. I just, I'm just i just being a troll under a troll's bridge because I think he's literally trolling Irv Gotti. Um, <laughs> <laughs> true hip-hop. And it's like, this is how you should do it. I'm going to take your idea. Yours went up and then it flopped. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Yep. These, are, these are the hip hop cops. Yeah, because his show, because uh, the show for life is dope, and then this notorious cop, like I said, is gonna have Ti in there, and it's about how the police literally listen to your lyrics and everything to make drug busts or make arrests to <clears throat> link together murders and everything. Yeah, the hip hop police. 
And I think this is better That's than the be. soft core reenactment of what they had before and what they was trying to live people well, scenarios through people lyrics. So I think mm-hmm. this shows the insides of the early nineties two thousand when hardcore rappers had to go under the radar because of who they were and who they were surrounded by. Which is a smart move. I'm not even going to lie to you. Which is another smart move. Like, I, I swear 50 moves in a different mindset. Just also his Definitely. boxing endeavors. Like, do you care to explain how he even got into that? I got into what again, I'm sorry. His boxing, uh, his boxing contracts. How he's end up uh, starting his boxing agency and having athletes under his uh, own label. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he, <coughs> I guess got into it the way that he wants to, but he's trying. I know him and Floyd teamed up, but I know mm-hmm. one of the things that he said in his uh, Breakfast Club interview was essentially him and Floyd were supposed to partner up with TMT, you know, get some of these fighters together, throw an event. And it was like Floyd was kind of like acting shady a little bit and was like, hey, this is 50 cents worth, not ours. But send the contract over to Al Heyman instead of Floyd reviewing them and them two sitting down and coming with some type of agreement. Which is crazy. And the smart thing was, he said, okay, look, I have these contracts right here. I want you to look at these and sign them off. He was trying to do hand-in-hand business. Yeah. But then he said, go to the third man, which yeah, go to man. Go I'm to the man not who's calling all the shots. 50 Cent <laughs> is trolling. And he's like, I don't think Floyd could read the contracts. He didn't want to sign off on them. He had the money. He wanted to pay him. <laughs> he he just wanted the money from him. And he's like, no, go go to him and, and tell him to do it. And he's like, no. I want you to do it. Because at the time, I believe that was his fighters. Or the contracts he was trying to get signed, um, he needed to pay off directly. And and for him to get a, uh, associated with it, he had to sign off on it. That's why he wanted him to go to third party. It was pretty much, I guess, mm, how can I say it? it? It was like how Fifty said. He said it was it was some shit in the game. It was, it was basically he didn't know what he needed to do. He needed somebody else to do his work for him. And he was still trying I mean, to eat off of that. And he was like, no, I'm just going to keep my own contracts and then do it my way. Yeah. I mean, Even though he still had is, some nice fighters, they're not the best, but they're still decent. They're still top names. They still get contender fights. So. Yeah, I mean, and basically what he was saying, which I understood, was <clears throat> with Floyd Mayweather, the problem is he didn't he doesn't know how because they were essentially freaking flat them too. Like they was real cool. And it was like they didn't know how to uh 
Floyd doesn't know how to communicate with someone who's not codependent on him. Floyd is used to being in power because of his money and everything, doing things for people to wow them, and that's how he gets their loyalty. But Floyd couldn't understand that. 50 was being his friend just because, hey, I want to be your friend. Like, we're good. Like, we're going to make this money together. Like, we're good. That is true. And so, I also, he made a quote and speaking on that. He also made a quote because he was saying that most people in this camp, they depend on him. It was like, yep. think about everybody in this camp. He don't have anybody yeah. that's really exactly. them by themselves. 50 was the exactly. only guy. Unless yeah. you want to include Ray J, you know, Mr. Indoor Pool, Outdoor Pool, but, uh, or Justin B. But still, that <laughs> that's nowhere near what we're talking about. You know where I'm going. I'm actually trying to be off my troll status, trying to be like they're 50 when I grow up. But um, speaking of that, though, it, it's it's hilarious because I want to say, and not to go off two topic, uh, it was Kevin Hart had a certain scenario where he got drunk on the plane, his fitness trainer. He was like, oh, yeah. hey, nigga, what are you without me? And literally, the guy was like, what? Like, like, literally, without me, what do you have? They were drunk, but that makes sense. Like, without me, what mm-hmm. do you have? Like, wh- I think he met that in a manner like, are you good? Like, yeah. don't take it to heart. Get good. And I don't think that's the circle that Mayweather has. And I think that's where 50 and Mayweather fell out. I think that Mayweather thought 50 was another one of those people that he can swoop up and son, like, okay. Basically. Yeah, son, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Do all this extreme stuff and expect them to be like, damn, you know, like this dude is this and that. Nah, I don't blame him. Now speak about this next project. I'm about to say um, what we really came to talk about, literally, about 50 Cent, um, regardless if it's trolling, this new show that's on ABC right now. What's it called? For Life. For Life? Yep. Let's talk about that. All right. So for those of you all that don't know, I believe the guy's name or real name is Eric Wright Jr. And essentially he was the first guy to be convicted under the kingpin status uh, in, I believe it was South Carolina. So he essentially, what he does is he teaches himself the law, and he was given, yeah, Isaac Wright Jr. Sorry, not Eric Wright, Isaac Wright Jr. And what he does is he becomes a lawyer, and he begins representing other inmates to get his uh, sentence reduced. And then while he's studying law and everything, and, like, he passes the bar and everything, he's also working on his own case. And, again, this man was given 70 years plus life. But he was never supposed to get out. But he actually ended up doing it. But you see some of the obstacles and everything that he went over. You see some of the things in the justice system that happened that really has you like, damn, okay, like, I see what's happening now. From the DA uh, buying witnesses 
wit- witness tampering, uh, trying to persuade the judge in different ways to, like, set him up uh, so his clients can fail and he could get a bad rep. Overall, it's a good show. I watched the first episode. Very, very, very good. Mr. Jones? Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been just saying it for a minute, man, like weeks since, like, I first heard he was making the show. This is the one for him. This is the one that's going to get him his Emmys. This is the one that's going to get him on that next level. This is going to be a great show. I can't wait to just see how everything unfolds, though. Like, from the casting and everything, I think it's going to be a great show. Now, uh, have you watched the show? Yeah, yeah I watched uh, it. Mr. Jones? No, I know, I know you watched it. No. See, we talked behind the scenes. I was just uh, asking Mr. Jones because I, me personally, I, I didn't get to watch it yet. It's something that I do want to watch. Um, just that we talked about early in the Graphics Club interview when he was talking about it. Um, also as well, and also he talked about it on uh, a couple of other interviews that I really care not to mention right now. I think it was Hot ninety seven. Uh, I believe he was on um, Big Boy too, and um some other places he was talking about it and just how he grasped it and took it and was like, okay, hold on. Is this serious? Like, you know what? Let's put this together. I think this is something that I need to put out. And I think this is also one of his projects that he's still been bending on. Um, like his Netflix series back in the day, like he had some nice, based on real-life event documentaries. Well, not, I wouldn't say documentaries, but, like, true story-told movies that was on Netflix. And now he's taking a role to a major network. And this is this is big, too. I think he's doing something beyond power that he can really give back that's meaningful. And I think this is good for him. It's a really good look. Now, talking about the show itself, I'm interested in this in, in the guy's journey. Um, just with uh, him being, you know, we all know how the justice system is. And then probably, I'm not sure when this has started, if you can give me the year date. We can go back maybe two years ago. We already know that was pretty much unfair. It's almost unfair today, but um, we're not going to go there. For him just to get the statute of limitations of being a kingpin and training and learning and educating himself while being in prison means a lot. And just the story can do a lot to a lot of people that think when they're boxed in the corner, that they can overcome and they can really get to where they need to be. So I'm 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 going to be tuned in. I'm probably going to uh, – I really don't watch ABC or uh, Fox shows, series that come on there because it seems like it's kind of off to me. But I think this is going to be true. I think this is going to have some truth to it and it's going to have, you know, something that I can probably relate to. All 
final thoughts? From there. No, just I can't wait to continue watching this show. And then I can't wait for Notorious Cop to come out as well. Notorious Cop? Yeah. What's that about? Clearly you weren't listening. That's 50's other show about the hip-hop police. Oh, Notorious Cop. I'm sorry. You know what? I I still think it's hip-hop undercover. That's still, that slogan is in my mind because it's literally a rip-off of that. But, yeah, when that comes out, that's going to be the one to watch. Is that What is that going to be on, though? Did he say what that's platform gonna that's going to be on? Yeah, that's going to be on. Oh, that's why God. this name got to end it. That's going to be on. Wow. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> that, so he's also, okay, so Stars, Power, ABC. Well, no, Stars, ABC. Power and spinoff. Fox. No, just, just I'm just naming networks. Stars, ABC, Fox. Netflix, and I'm pretty much sure he should be in tune with maybe ESPN and Showtime because he still has his his boxing endeavors. And I want to say he's into other things as well. We may have to go back to this, but going uh, forward, Axiom, we got Axiom too, and then we got uh, all yeah. his DJ show on. You know, I mean, Shade Four Five and all that. Pretty much get split out of that. He everywhere, man. He is. All right, now another Breakfast Club interview, y'all. You had, <clears throat> you had um, Antonio Brown who was up there, and it seems like now with him, he uh, seems like he's got his head on straight. But it, did anybody catch the Antonio Brown interview that was on Breakfast Club? Yes, I definitely did. I, I caught it. And whew, it was it was kind of hard to listen to because it seemed like he wanted to be him, but it seemed like it was not him, if that makes sense. Uh, did, did you guys catch it? Yeah, I caught it. Okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I caught the interview. From what I all right, so like for the Mister Jones, I'm gonna take it off. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say for the bits and pieces I did see though, it did seem like he was really trying to like overthink what he was trying to say in certain questions, and he contradicted Mm -hmm. himself a lot of times throughout the interview as well. I've seen that like direct contradiction too. Like I think it was like, but like what? I I can give you a perfect example. How did he come? And I know, I know, I know what Mr. Jones is talking about. So, just like right now, I'm doing this podcast, and we have a flow, we have a connection here, right? We we we're pretty much our own team. He was by himself, and it seemed like he didn't have that plan and that next wording to the questions they were going to ask. So he was overthinking and he would contradict himself. Like what though? They would ask him, like they would ask him, uh, uh, for example, I'm trying to think about like a perfect one. Um, 
They were saying, oh, his actions, like, hey, do you think your actions or what you did um, was justified? And now they asked him this throughout the interview. Yeah, this is the, actually the best one. They asked him about this throughout the interview. They first asked him, he said, well, you know, and he overthought it. But this is one of those things where you're by yourself and you're thinking too much. You're not really prepared for it, but you really wanted to come out and clarify everything. He overthought it. He was like, oh, well, you know, this happened, and I just wanted to, you know, be safe. You know, I'm in my area. Um, The cops was there. I live recorded it. You know, I always go live recording just in case anything happened. Then they acted again. It was like, well, you know, I shouldn't have did it. And, you know, it was, was, you know, it was one of those things you live and you learn. And then it went back to, oh, you know, me and my baby moms are good. And then it went to, oh, well, I got another chick. And it's just like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, you you took thought into these questions, and then you overthought it, and then you gave... Like no, but then at the wow. end, he cleaned unconstructed up. answers. <laughs> yeah, but at the end, but here's the thing: at the end, he cleaned it up. He said, because Angela Yee said, "Okay, who is your boo that you spend a Valentine's Day with?" He's like, "It's the mother of my children," and he was like, "Oh, okay." But he's not. And then everybody was like, uh, "You, you missed that. You missed that whole thing. Go back and watch." No, definitely was. He put it out you. there. I know exactly that. what part you're talking I, about. Matter, fact, my boo. matter of fact, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna leave that there because I, 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 no, bro code. I'm gonna leave that there. Just go watch the interview again, okay? I watched. But yeah, he said he did clear it up. He did clear it up. Yeah, he cleared it up. First thing he said was, "Yeah, his baby mom." Then he said, "No, he got a boo." Then he said, "Yeah, his baby mom again is his boo." So yeah, that was a contradiction of itself. But overall, even just fast forwarding through all of it, the one good thing that I liked about it was him essentially saying, "You know what?" At the end of the day, I accept responsibility for my action. Could nobody make me do? Yeah, that was. You know what that I was did the best thing. Me. Yeah, I hate how he kept now, dodging Avantes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So tell me about the T.O. situation. Oh my God! Oh, no. we, we're gonna finish this. We're gonna finish this. We're gonna it. But what, what you were saying, okay. you said, I can agree with that. He said he took accountability. For everything, that was that was awesome. Now, when he took accountability for it, I think now going perfect segue going into the uh, TO status um, situation. Oh my God, him taking accountability for it! I know he had somebody in his corner, and he should have said, "I should not have been rocking with these people. I should have not been in this space." If he did say it. Please tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think he said that. No, what, what he because... said as far as that, but the T.O. situation, he was right in a way, but Angela Yee was also trying to get him to read In it. a way. So essentially. But, nah, before you go into that, before we even get into T.O., we know that it was other people around him. That could have get that was influencing him to do this. Like I know of somebody behind him why he had that camera. Like, bruh, you should go live. You know what? Yeah, you're right. 
hey, you know what, man, you should tell these people, man, fuck the coach. I don't care about this team. This dude's trash. You should put that on Twitter. You know what? You right. He ain't talking about none of those people. What do you mean he didn't talk about it? He was asked about John Gruden. He said John Gruden, you know, actually believed in him, and he believed that there's a chance that the Raiders may re-sign him. He said with Juju. I'm not talking about I'm, – I'm, I'm talking about the bad company. I'm talking about the, 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 the yes men. There were some yes men in his camp. Oh, yeah, but, but here's my question. Why would you give yes the thing men is, all that shining light? That's what they want. They no, want you're the not, you, media no, no, you're not going to give them shining light. You're supposed to give them, hey, man, look, you know what? I was surrounded by people. They was giving me bad advice. And for real, for real, we should have flipped it on. Now we can go into the T.O. situation. You know, I had people like T.O. come over and give me advice. And I'm like, well, and what he said, oh, well, I seen what you did with your, your lifestyle. I can't take advice from you because look where you at. How would I look like yeah. taking advice from you? But also, you taking advice by other people that put you in a dickhead situation. That's what exactly. I meant by that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Not shining light on know, other people. I'm talking about, nah, put that light on them, the dark face. light on them. Yeah, because at the end of the uh, day, no, because no, at the end of the day, people always say, oh, well, you can't learn and you can't do this from someone. You can in a way. Because you can learn not to make the same mistakes that they did. Like, yeah, yeah T.O., it's a, yeah. So it's a shame that T.O. don't have the money that he does now, especially with what he made in his career. And it's like now he's trying to climb himself up out of there. I mean, that's still, that doesn't fucking matter, though. He's already at the bottom pit, so if he's trying to give you advice, he's giving you the best advice. He's not giving you advice for him to get on. Exactly. He already been there. That just sounds stupid. That just sounds like that your mind is already blocked off from what you already need. Yep. That's why I said what happened to those people that was giving you the advice to make these dumb decisions, or was that all you? All him. It was the people in his head. It was the people in his head. It was the voices. Nah, man. I, 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 no, I can't agree. I cannot agree with that. I cannot agree. Only reason I can't agree with that because why I can't agree with that because why are you vocalizing your opinion so much on social media? Obviously, you're trying to appeal to somebody else that's listening to you, somebody else that you want to hear to you. It's not the fans. It's not everybody else. You're appealing to somebody else. Only reason you do that, you want that to touch somebody else's soul. They get appraisal or some type of agreement from. Even the video mm-hmm. when he got released and was like, "Oh, I'm free, I'm free, mama," and all that. Not saying that she was one of the people that was in his ear, like, "Hey, you should do this," but just that as an example. Like it was for someone, and someone was in his ear to make these decisions. Now you can't. I understand that you want to take the full accountability, but you can't down the man that was trying to give you advice. That's already down, and then down him again, and down him again, and you getting advice from him like that's, that's kind of whack to me. 
At the end of the day, he listened to the wrong damn advice. Don't we all agree? Oh, of course he did. <laughs> Seems like now, though, it looks like that he's looks like that he's trying, but we'll see. It's I mean, it's a to me, it's a clout, it's a clout tour. It's wherever I can fit in. And remain yeah, now he's to get music. money. Yeah, he's promoting his songs. Now he's got a partnership with Bel Air. Uh, I mean, a sponsorship, not a partnership, a sponsorship with Rick Ross, Champagne, Bel Air. So, yeah, we're going to see. Thank God that box. That's the only thing. Man. Now, if, if he would have flipped that interview, and this is why I want to go back and watch the T.O. interview, because if T.O. highly praised this man. Yep, he did. I'm sad to he say. He did? Yeah, he did. Okay, so I'm sad to say that right now I'm really about to cancel AB. I was really riding with him because I understand the, the wild boy lifestyle. I'm I'm very familiar with it. And I thought that he had to turn around. But when you get advice from somebody that's literally that was maybe in your shoes and could probably be better off in your shoes, just because of the time frame, you're doing a little bit better. And they're trying to tell you, hey, you're about to fall in this loop. Hey, you should do this. And then you're going to say, I'm not going to take advice from you, advice from you because you're broke. And because the choices that you made, so he's not crazy telling you, like, I, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I mean, I can get it to where that's like if, if somebody's telling you, hey, man, you should clean your house, and they never clean their house a day, in, a day in the world. Like, they got maids and stuff. It was like, hey, how are you going to tell me clean my house, man? How about you get your maid over here to come clean my house, Okay. Now, I can get that, okay? That's cool. But the thing is... But if somebody in the point, like, hey, man, I'm in this point, man, look, you know, I've always been in this rise, but just don't do this. Just make better decisions, because I didn't make better decisions. Exactly. He's the perfect person to listen to at the end of the day. He's been there. He's done that. You did videos at your house. He did videos at his house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... And he's one of he the best. With, he had trouble with women. Like <laughs> you was the best. He was the best. You was outspoken. He yeah. was outspoken. He's the perfect person to listen to. Why yeah. not take that advice? Because at the end of the day, he don't have to give it. He don't have to waste yeah. the time. Not at all. Now, at the end of the day, everyone knows the definition of insanity, and that dude is the definition of it. Pretty much. At the end of the day, this in point. my opinion, this is it for AB. Whoever decides to sign yeah. him, like this is it. If whatever he does from here on out, this will dictate his future. So I hope he gets everything together, and I hope that uh, mm-hmm. I hope somebody signs him, and I hope that he's able to recover and go back to being one of the best in the league. Indeed. 
It's all in the mind at the end of the day. I still think you can play the game at a very high level. It's all in the mind. I just hope everything, you know, gets together. I mean, of course. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, the Patriots desperate enough. I mean, they might bring them back. Well, it's either going to be the Patriots or I think the Raiders, too, because it's not too late. <clears throat> oh, hell no. You don't need to be out here. We'll see. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. No, nah, <laughs> they don't. No, nah, that, that's need to be out here. not a good look. You don't need to be out here. No, you don't need to be out here. You need to go to Seattle or something. Somewhere that is less exciting, honestly. A.B., don't make it to the NFL. What What are your predictions? What What, what do you think is going to happen? He's just going to continue to do his rap music. <coughs> and other business ah. endeavors. That's all. Do you think he's not going to be on the season? I think he'll be on a roster. He said if he doesn't make it. But I think he will be on a roster. I think he'd be playing. If not, he'll find a way to be a like Instagram celebrity or something. Do a couple of small time endorsements. <laughs> if he doesn't make it. But he'd be on somebody's team. Somebody already always desperate enough, so Yeah, like he said on Breakfast Club, he just wants to be on a contender. He's not just going to anybody just to be signed. He needs to be a contender, which I'm fine with. He might go to 49ers for real. 49ers. That'd be a stretch. <laughs> That's a you stretch. I ain't going out there. Be a cowboy. You never know. Definitely won't That'd be a cowboy. Be you know what? All right, man. Let's enough AB talk, man. Look, let's get into. That's a cowboy. Hilarious. Hilarious. But no, no. Seriously, man. Um, I hope the best for AB. Um, we always we've been following for the longest, ever since he his first antics. I really do hope that he doesn't become the common statistic. Which that I think he is because from his mindset, I think that he's really in this open, this open, I guess, open social media path or this open socialite path. That if you have a name, then you can do any any type of genre or um, sport or media or anything that's set in stone. And really, you can't. You only have certain talents and certain things. So don't go out here and try to be the jack of all trades when you know that you're just, you know, the spoon man or the receiver, basically. What? The so spoon man? I wish what? to say I, I was being asked. What? But <laughs> the spoon man. <laughs> I got you. I listen to the sound, guys. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> but anyway, so just going on with that. I don't know. I just hope I hope the best for him. And please just don't do rap. Don't do rap. Yeah, Stay football, be athletic. Man, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all something. If Damian Lillard was able to perform that piss poor ass song last night during the intermission of All Star Weekend, A B can definitely, definitely do a uh, can do music. So, who got the better body? You said Dame, what? Dame, Dame Dollar? Or was it just right there? He just AB? AB was better. <laughs> yeah. hey, AB yeah. is bad. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. AB right now is bad. You got Antonio Brown, Adrian Bronner. I can think of another AB somewhere down the line. That's probably a bad name. That, that, that abbreviation right now is bad. Some dude named Antoine Brown out there. Sorry, Antoine. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. Man. It came from your man. It came from your man. But no, seriously, it's it's really it's really bad right now. And speaking of other news, yeah. speaking of other Browns, didn't another Brown just get whooped? Whooped uh, in Vegas. Oh man, I don't want to talk about that. Talk what you mean? That's come on, come on, Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown. You know he he just gotta get the hell out of the city. He already on take getting put out of one house. Now he on take getting his ass with getting put out of another house. That was like fucking game of Glock it's forty. Sad. He was just <laughs> he was just living he's just living good in America. Why he was in Mexico? Like, was he, was he, was he in Mexico or something like that? Yeah, he was in Mexico. Now, he's in, he's in Vegas with a shirt halfway ripped. I was like, man, it was good. Like, no. He's, this, yeah, but apparently, look, I don't know. But apparently, that was his homie. And, like, come on, man. You're you going to sit up there and put your homie out there for clout because you beat him up? Exactly. Exactly. I don't, I don't like know. It. Somebody was supposed to say you don't get no points for hitting somebody that's mentally ill. You really I don't. agree? I agree. You really don't. Thousand. And then especially if you don't knock them out either, because that just makes you look even weak. Like you can't even hit a real man. You you knuckles will probably break. So you just hit a mentally ill patient or just somebody that's just intoxicated, and they still standing like, come on. That shows your character. You probably hit women. But moving on. Probably. Y'all want to get into the XFL? Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, I love it. Uh, You sure you love it? Yeah. You sure? I do. The first week, the first week, I don't know. He was kind of, he wasn't sold into it. Is this selling you over for the second week? Yeah, I'm sold on it now, especially the DC team. All right. I, I, I said defenders. it. I called it. Go ahead. Sam, you – yeah. How about yet. Mr. Jones, you did call it. Well, the season isn't over yet. 
they are favored right now. So, well, <laughs> we know that it is Vince McMahon. The WWE does have a storyline, and so things can happen. And that's going too. Well, if if it's a storyline, I mean, they should go with the favorite. I mean, just go with the women team. I mean, everything's winning over here. I mean, and then why not go ahead and have a winning football team in D.C. besides the Redskins? And every other team is winning right now. Hold on, sir. That storyline may play out. You said winning team. Winning team. Championship team. Yeah. Yeah, the only team that is the D.C. Defenders. That's it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. I mean, are you – did you just forget the other teams, like the Nationals? You know what I'm saying? All right, Nationals. Okay. I knew that. The Mystics. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the Capitals. All the gentrified. I mean, the, keep the, them. come on, man! Like all the okay, gentrified. So, so why not bring it back home? So now nah, I'm just building your story plot up. You see what I'm getting at? You're, you're building it up for me. I understand. It's, it's okay. You just had to come in a little bit. I just had to bait you in. It's okay. I had to throw about. I had to throw some. Uh, you know, just the carton cheese. I put the white people cheese out there. You know, but I had to. You know, get the cheddar cheese. You know, it came in. It's all right. You got it. Now let's build the story team up. Yeah. But again, it took y'all to become gentrified in order for y'all to uh, start having some winning teams. But it is. It's okay. We, 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 we split wheat bread, whatever you want to call it. I'm not even going to lie to you. Right now, it could be banana bread. That's how diverse we are. But we here. Now, they know banana. And we're here to straight. Stay. <laughs> it's straight martinis rolls. That's what it is. Martinis rolls is what it is. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you got that one. All right. You know what? Like you were saying, man, go ahead and kick it off empty, man. Well, when we talk about the XFL. There was two games on yesterday, uh, and the two games that came on yesterday that actually ended up being pretty darn good. Well, one of them was just a blowout. That was uh, the D.C. Defenders versus the New York Guardians, 27 to nothing. But uh-huh. the Tampa Bay Vipers, yeah, but the Tampa Bay Vipers and the Seattle Dragons went down to the last play, and actually a receiver actually caught the ball but he pushed off, so it was offensive pass interference, and they had to call that touchdown back. Today, we got the Dallas Renegades versus the L.A. Wildcats. That comes on at 3 on ABC, and then on FS1, you got the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Houston Roughnecks. It's so, it's so it's, yeah, every time I hear that name, it's just, like, really? <laughs> Oh shit! But uh, go ahead. So, do you like that they come on Saturdays and Sundays though? Do you like how they split that up like that? What do you mean? I didn't know the games on on Thursday. I said Saturday and Sundays, like over the whole. Oh yeah, yeah. I do like that. Instead of yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you get football the entire weekend. I like that. Yeah. This really I think that's more. Out, I think that's more of just playing the market. So like when people go out, you know, we all like to if we do go out, maybe hit a nice little bar, pub, or somewhere just to watch the game, get a couple of drinks. So I mean that's always good, and then you have it for both days too, like, and it's right back to back. We don't have to yep, really. Yeah, and you can get ready for your spoon position as you watch the game. I get it. It's just spoon position. <laughs> I got it. I see what you did there. <laughs> spoon position don't they, okay, so you got Saturday Saturday, Sunday, spoon position, Monday work day. Okay? Get ready for the week and then you start back over. Football football spoon Monday work. Whatever you said. So, what do you think though? And also I know both of you guys are Dallas fans. I mean, a lot of those guys, you can't talk without them. What do you think about your Dallas team in the XFL? Give a damn. I hope they fucking lose. Only want the I Cowboys to win. That's it. <laughs> I can care less about them. Go Wildcat. Go Wildcat. I can't yeah, I, I like XFL. Continue to be great, XFL. So it's only a 10-week season, though. How y'all feel about that? I mean, well, you only have 18, expect? so, yeah, like, you only have 18, yeah. so it's only but so many times they can go up against yeah, each other for the playoffs. Until they get more, you're seeing the same two like teams play against each other. They're going to stretch it out, though. I think I think they're going to like expand to like twelve or like next year. I think they're going to try to expand quickly. I don't think it's going to be eighteen so long. Well, then you got to think about expansion. I'm about to say hopefully the players can last, and then also the quality of players too. Because you got to think most people that's playing in the XFL. They're trying to get to the NFL. Yeah, Most people that's trying to. A lot of people out there in the streets, or a lot of people playing semi-pro. But then, do you really want that. people in the streets? Because those people in the streets that play these professional games, let's yeah, just be honest. That's that. You know, you It's hard to take somebody from their environment and then put them in a whole different environment and expect them to act brand new. Well, what I mean from the streets is like somebody that was great in high school and got hurt and couldn't pan out in college or something like that. Somebody that still has somewhat of a background in that sport. But okay. I mean, Spencer at the end James. of the day. Like Spencer James. Huh? Like Spencer James. Pretty much. <laughs> or a new booby mouse or something like that. You know what I mean? What? They're, they're for. I think it's better than the last one. It's better than them having NFL rejects, a bunch of them. They actually got people, you know what I mean, that got hurt or didn't have the chance coming out of college and they're actually proving themselves. Because remember what happened in the first XFL, the man out of them was who, Tommy Maddox. What the hell did he do when he came to the league? 
Absolutely nothing. So. Nothing. Well, remember, too. <laughs> yes. He's, so, like, yeah, one of the worst people. I, I think that he's on, like, a top ten list somewhere. I'm, I'm going to get to that later. But, yeah, I, I heard that name before. That's that's crazy. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was just going to say what a New York Guardian backup quarterback actually played. He was actually in front of Mitchell Trubisky in college and led – North Carolina to the ACC championship game against Clemson. And it's crazy how shit Bisky is in the NFL and this guy's in the XFL. With the number two pick at that. Exactly. Yeah, trade it up. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. Another reason for Stantile's fighters, I tell you. Yep. All right. So, I mean, I guess the main question is now, like, do you think the XFL is the proper placement for when the NFL season is over? Like, do you feel satisfied to watch the XFL when the football season is over? Do you feel like you're not missing football? Or do you still like, oh, my God, I can't wait the football season to start back up? No, I mean, it, it, it's better It's better than arena football, I'll tell you that much. So, I feel like it's still in a void. But the problem is it ends in, like, May or June, so we're still going to have somewhat of a void. Like, it'll be like a couple months of layoff, and then the NFL preseason starts. It's fun to watch right now, and as it expands, it's going to get better to feel more of a void. But right now, I can see myself after XFL season getting ready for NFL again because it is too early, like you said, G. But at the end of the day, they can't play in the damn center. It'd be too hot in some of them cities. It will. And then they have to be like the Arena Football League. <laughs> yep. I mean, well, look, I don't know. I mean, look, we got the youth out here sweating bullets in the heat, no type of shade, no oxygen tanks on the side, putting their hearts on the line. We also, we got the flag football people. I just think, if anything, if you want to capitalize on this and you want to bring the heat, you need to bring the heat. Bring that next level. Or if not, bring that level that's unquestionable. So that way they probably could get to that platform that we think that's the top performance. I think that's the best thing that they should do. Let me tell you one. One innovative way they can really expand quickly is they can make their minimal age for an XFL player to be 18. That could be one way you can do it. Try to get these, you know, no, so it's before no. they even go to college, I wouldn't be do eligible for the NFL or nineteen Mm-mm. or nineteen. Nah. I don't know. Do it I, I wouldn't agree with that. Nope. Because all it Why? takes is those couple of couple of experienced players and shorten their career. Nah, I think they still need development in some type of way. Still need some type of development. I just don't see it. Not not in the NFL. In the XFL. 
not even in the XFL. I just don't think that you should put. So you're telling me that you're going to have 18 year old players with possible like veterans that's in their 40s. Yeah, they probably killed them. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But make it younger than like you don't have to do two years of college or something like that. I get where you're trying to go, but I think it still needs to yeah. be some type of development. Maybe, they, it, maybe once down the line, if they did expand and then they did have like maybe an AB XFL or something like that, I can get that uh, where that age rank at like an AB like they they, they it was a, a different division so that way. Like, uh, maybe they have their, what is it, uh, their 10 teams now, and then they have, like, maybe uh, another six teams that, six yeah, teams that teams meet that. Okay, so it's eight, and then they probably have, like, another six, and that'll be a short range, and that'll probably be for that age rank that you're talking about. That'll probably be dope, but I just don't see those players clashing with these veterans. Like, that's setting them up for failure. Like, that's something that we'll probably want to see. That's very entertaining. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, of course. But I just don't think that that's the right thing to do. It's not going to work out. What well, a biggest really, problem It's is, not going to work out. I don't know. Maybe you do a year of college because – but what I tell people is college football – But, you know, college people can probably get paid, though. That's, you that's, gotta think about it. Most college exactly. players, most college players that, that's usually dominating right now, right? They already was the ones dominating that whole couple of years for their team over, like, just maybe children. Like, they they felt like grown men at that time. They had time to develop. They had time to to be that star player. And then when they got to the NFL, they got matched. Because you have, like, the greats on greats. And then just with that going to the XFL – you have people that already been in that mentality, and then just to have somebody just come out like a high school off the off the street? No, come on, man. What type of conditioning? Nah, they don't. Feel. They don't have any. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just don't make sense. <laughs> it's this is football. Well, I can see if it was any other less physical sport, it may make sense. You can probably have some type of finesse. Maybe if you are. A kicker, maybe I don't know, but even if you're a kicker, you might get injured. You may be that lone kicker back there trying to <laughs> tackle somebody. Well, you 18. <laughs> this guy's well, like counted that though. You can be 25. Like you can be 30. You can be 35. It's football. You're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get hurt. Yeah. It's football. But it's still, it still, it still all comes with condition. Like it, they're still all trained to that point. Like there's still a a, a scale to get to that level to play with the greats or just to play with everybody should be expected to get that hit, I guess, or to just to be on that 100%. Well, let's just hope, let's just hope they're smart enough to know who's really ready for that contest. Cause it is some 18, 19, that's built and ready for that contest. 
there is some of them that's really ready for that contract that works out like grown men already at 18 and 19. That's benching 400. 350. Yeah, but it's far and few in between versus like in basketball. Like I'm more comfortable with Zion Williamson coming straight out of high school going to the NBA, even though he didn't. He had to do one year at Duke, but I'm fine with that versus Zion. I'm sorry, versus, you know, like a uh, a Baker Mayfield skipping college and going to the NFL or the XFL. Oh, or he would get killed. Or Reggie Bush not going to college, going smack into the NFL. And even with him going to college. I, I, like, I see what you're saying. Young, like, all these you're saying people, like, even, but these were elite, these were elite people that was in college and dog and made these people look like little kids. I understand. You don't got to convince me. At the end of the day, I know their bodies may be underdeveloped, but I'm just saying, you're going to have to think something outside of the box in order to be even so you gonna, in a competition you throw or out. alternative to the NFL. <laughs> so, so you're going to throw them out oh, there to man. get killed. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Great job, Mr. Just for entertainment. All of them are not going to get killed. You got to think about people. People got to be wise enough to choose the right one. I'm not saying all 18-year-olds can make it. It might be one or two that Mike can make it and do something. You know what? It I'm might not, be one or nah, two. Nah, I'm not even going to say that. Nope. Uh, nonetheless, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Please make sure you follow us on Facebook and IG at Too Much Show official page, as well as Google Podcast app, iTunes Podcast app, at Too Much Show. Also on YouTube, at The Too Much Show as well. All one word. And I am your host, MT. And with me are my co-hosts. Mr. Jones, a.k.a. Sam Jones. Mr. Come First, because you got to respect me. Avocado. This is the truth. I'm signing out, man. See you guys next week. Yes.